exactly. So I think that Lady Gaga very cynically went, how can I have money for life? And she's gone, I'll write a song that they would play in every are you, game. Are you, are, you banging your, are you banging your table while you do this? Yes. Is this and how you pontificate? Is this how you yeah, establish a rhythm to what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I've been studying rhetoric. Lady again, but, yeah. fucking Gaga. Lady fucking Gaga song. Hey up and welcome to the Temple of Blair episode twenty two. It's uh, I'm I'm going to rename the agenda. Raw. I'm going to go. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be it's a metal news podcast and project led. No, it's a metal news and project led podcast. <laughs> metal news and project led podcast. Simply, <laughs> simply because I've spent too long on the road running stuff and it's overtaking everything. <laughs> I know I keep stressing that, but in terms of like in terms of like the content of the actual podcast, it's mostly that. And then after oh, yeah. the, after oh, yeah, the road running thing, it'll be something else. So it's like well. Yep. The context for whatever we're yep. talking about uh, will be whatever we're thinking about that week. <laughs> or whatever very true, very true. That year. Very anyway, true. Anyway, you're right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm not bad. I'm just uh, slugging down grapefruit juice because I've got no water in the house. The water's not working. Fucking hell. Mm. Nothing's working in your house, is it? Nah. Nah, so yeah, it's um, a really, really grapefruity grapefruit juice, so it sort of looks um, like gone off milk. It's grim. So yeah, it's good. Yeah. Needs vodka, though. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I've just been mm. not sleeping. Doing a whole lot of not sleeping. Because of the lifestyle change. <laughs> Due to the Life lifestyle event. Lifestyle event, that was. <laughs> yeah, but it was um, snowing this morning. So the other life event, I was dropping off at the life event management center. And, uh, <laughs> it took me like two hours to get home because there were, there were lorries blocking every sort of path and alternative oh, shit, path. Man, not bad. Yeah, it was fucking shit. It's bare now, though. It's been raining, so um, it should have all melted by the time I have to... Um, once the life event has been managed sufficiently and I can go collect the life event. <laughs> At the life event management centre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not a pub. <laughs> That's not a pub. Not a pub at all. Um, do you want to hear oh yeah one thing I wanted to, to, to mention So in ter- it's kind of something you'd say for what the fuck you've been playing at but I thought you'd want to hear this I went I, I re-watched 300 and, and watched the 300 sequel ooh I haven't watched the 300 sequel because I've heard it's shit it's alright it's not as good it's not as good as 300 but it doesn't try and be good, as good as 300 alright okay when I think back on it not a lot happens in it and mm. the blood the blood effect isn't quite as fun it's not quite as it's a bit too cartoony. It takes you out of it. It's a bit jarring. Mm. But in terms of like just daft shit happening, it's full of mm. that. Mm. So I've no objection, quite frankly. And it was all, it was all right. Once it, because it's the same sort of vibe as like Lord of the Rings versus The Hobbit. You go into The Hobbit going, well, this is a fucking kid's book. So what's, yeah. you know, it's never going to, you know exactly what not to expect. And it's not, yeah. you're not going to expect it to be as good as Lord of the Rings. So in similar capacity, if you go into that 300 one, which is on Amazon Prime, you'll enjoy it. It's pretty yeah. good. Right. It's got Eva Green in it as well, so fair enough. I will I'll take that on record. I've uh, in in other three hundred news, I've picked up my uh, book again, which is a fictional but very historically researched account of the Battle of Thermopylae, called uh, "Gates of Fire" by Stephen Stephen Pressfield. I want to say, right, which okay. is good because I'm two thirds of the way through the book, and it's only just got to the Battle of Thermopylae. The rest of it is like how Spartans train, which is just fucking ace and just like Spartan philosophy. And like, hmm, let us sit and talk about what it means to be a man. <laughs> it's good. It's very Hemingway, isn't it? Hemingway would have liked the Spartans. It, it is a bit, yeah. No, Hemingway was too drunk to like the Spartans. They only drunk in moderation. Oh, fair enough. 
but there are big advocates yeah. of you got to fight in a war and die in a war or just kill yourself when you're 60 because there's no you don't deserve to be any older ish yeah something like that but I'm not I'm not professing yeah. to be a Hemingway fanboy here <laughs> they're, the, they're the fucking it, it, Hemingway fanboys like incels but on the other end of the spectrum this is what it means to be a man and if you don't if you haven't killed three men by the time you're 21 then you're not a man enough, enough. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably a path I'll wander down at some point in here, if I'm being honest but there we go you've wandered down yet. and back from that path you'd have wandered further down that path if it weren't illegal to fish anything other than trout in this fucking country <laughs> Hundred rabbits. That's all that's the red, it. All the red, yeah, all the red tape you have to jump through to kill anything bigger than a squirrel. <laughs> Still haven't done that, but anyway, that's not that's not metal podcast news, is it? So that's a uh, Steve's personal life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You could make it a Nugent segue, couldn't you? Oh, well, wait till this summer, mate. Wait till this summer when I get on the ship together again. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you want to lay on some news? Lay it on me. Yes. Right, um, continuation of uh, Dark Throne news, as yes. we haven't recovered from all the Dark Throne news from last time. So, last time I was talking about Dark Throne releasing a new album later on, whereas in um, April, it's sort of a new thing, but it's a massive box set that they're having out called Shadows of Iconoclasm, which mm-hmm. is a massive deluxe box set, which just contains basically all this old, unreleased stuff, including about four or five live performances of Dark Throne, which is probably their only five live performances they're ever done. <laughs> <laughs> what do you take? Make to like the box set stuff these days. It used to be quite premium and now it's sort of normal. This looks this looks pretty premium. It's it's just a lot of vinyls and like old prints and stuff like that. So if you if you're up for it, you're up for it, aren't you? But well this is the thing yeah. I was I was, I was speaking to um, um, one of the, the ex vice president of the A2IM, right? Which is America. Oh, fuck. What's, what does it stand for again? Basically, it's the Association of American Independent sort of uh, record labels. So mm. it, it's, it's kind of like as, as close to a union as they're going to get who represent independent, mm. uh, the indie labels in the US. And he was saying, you know, back in the day, it was like, you had a $15 mm. customer, a $30 customer if you went to a show, and then maybe $100. Mm. If um if they went to the show, got the t-shirt, did this and did, did that, and now these days, mm. because like the main revenue stream of the industry is like all this tangible heart, um vinyl stuff, it's kind of like well, you've got your fifteen quid um customer, you've maybe got your forty five quid customer if you go to a show, and then there's all mm. this like it's completely stacked to the rafters on the this sort of premium vinyl collectors box set edition stuff, which creates like a seventy five quid, mm. hundred fifty quid customer as well. So it's kind of like, wow. so when you say like, if you're into it, you're into it. It's like, oh yeah. And it turns out quite a lot of people are into it when there's such an oversaturation of the music itself. The way you stake your claim into your fandom is to sink a bunch of fucking money, which is fine if you're into it. Yeah, into it. But um, you said this about this like 15 quid, 20 quid and like 100 quid customers getting the premium. It depends what you're into and where you go for it. Because I'm going to do a shout out to the website, uh, sorry, the label Season of Mist, who have really, really reasonable sort of like limited edition shits. Because right. when um, Revenge's new album came out, I got the CD, I got the digicopy, I got a patch, and I got a big massive flag for like 20 quid. Fucking hell, that's good. Yeah. So I'm a 20 quid customer, but I'm reaping the rewards. It's all about what you're into. 
you're an anarchist 20 quid customer pretty much yeah it's um if you're into primitive black metal where no where there's no money in anything so there we go yeah your jobs are good around the internet yeah yeah fair enough mm. um is that is that just is that the only continuation of the dark throw of it Pretty much, yeah. I don't get to rant on about Dark Throne and Celtic Frost this week. So, yeah, it's just it's just loads and loads of uh, live shit. So, if you've ever wanted to hear Dark Throne live, this is probably your only chance if you weren't there back in uh, 1990, 1991. So, there we go. Fair enough. Mm. Um, new Cannibal Corpse. Mm. They've dropped it. It's extremely, extremely... Um... Cannibal Corpse, yeah. Oh, I was going to say it was very abrupt because it was just one of those surprise. Here's a video and a and a, <laughs> and a song, and we're going to do a new album. It's the fifteenth album, and it's it's oh. exactly it's exactly what you expect. I'm going to stop talking about like the music itself on this podcast because every time it, I, I say it, it's like yeah, it's exactly, it's what, exactly you expect. what you expect. <laughs> yeah, the thing about cults is, and it's a big chunky block windmilling like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> What well, I need to find out is, it, is that guitarist um, still with them? The one that was found with a load of weapons. Let's find out. The one who just went off fucking pieced. Let's give it a quick wiki. Let's find out, shall we? Yeah. Uh, while you're wikiing, I'll tell my Cannibal Corpse tale of my own personal experience was um, uh, Bloodstock two years ago, where there was uh, someone on the internet suggested, let's all put on Hawaiian shirts and look like Ace Ventura and Ace Ventura dance to Cannibal Corpse. Mm. I didn't see anyone Ace Ventura dancing. It was just a load of people looking really miserable in Hawaiian shirts, wondering why they were wearing Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> and then it absolutely fucking pissed it down. And my Hawaiian shirt is a hundred percent pure silk, ten quid uh, charity shop fucking bargain of the century. That one, and um, right. I wasn't wearing anything else with it, so it just got stuck to my side. There's probably some footage of me somewhere. If you look from the stage, just stood there with my arms folded, with this shirt plastered to me, getting more and more wet and just shivering but refusing to um, acknowledge that I'm actually freezing. <laughs> so everyone else with ponchos and people are like, you, you were right there, Dave, are you a bit, are you a bit wet? I'm like, mm, fine, fine. <laughs> Do you want to go back and put some water on? No, no, fine, fine. <laughs> I'll stick it out. Stick it out, it's right. Uh, it's unclear whether Pat O'Brien is, mm. um, is going to be there. He's still listed as a member. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I can't see anything else in that. Either way, good shit. More death metal. Bring on more, more death metal. metal. That's, what, that's what the world needs, really. Um, that's right. Yeah. News, uh, news item from them seems that we've covered everything about Carnival Corpse. Bruce Dickinson is to host Iron Maiden Power Slave listening part. Oh, I had this. I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, I just saw this. I'm like, that's, that's pretty cool. So, what? So Tim's Twitter listening party, what's the format for this? Is Bruce Dickinson actually there? And, you know, you sort of like chat to Bruce and go, that's a good song you wrote there, Bruce, about a year ago. And he goes, yeah, isn't it? Well, I don't know, but what can play is it's like, it's, it's my, my concern with this is this Tim listening party guy. I don't know who he is. I don't know if he's like a big name or anything like that, but presumably he's got access to Bruce Dickinson through Rod Smallwood, which means he's closer <laughs> to having a pint with Rod Smallwood than I have. <laughs> maybe maybe we're going about this backwards maybe we need to attend the listening part go Tim how did you get in touch with Maiden oh through Ron Smallwood do you want to talk to him Maiden I'm like why the fuck would we want to do that we <laughs> go from time to Ron Smallwood what guy in Huddersfield and he knows the area he knows the area he does that oh, what's that rat and ratchet that's it that was a good pub 
There was the the green something, or is it the olive something? I don't know. It was at top of town, one of those ale pubs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rat and Ratchet's good though because I think they're still brewing, so no, that one's definitely alive still. Yeah, yeah. Fair dues, fair dues. No, but yeah, I'm I'm probably up for that if I can mm. get to it because I really, well, obviously Power Slave is one of my favorite albums, and you mm. watch Bruce Dickinson try and interact. Um, I don't know how to, how to phrase this. I don't know if Bruce Dickinson's one of those who does like isn't is not exactly too, totally accessible. No, in the same way as say like your Mark Hamill's on Twitter and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah, it'd be yeah. interesting to see a sixty-year-old man um, take the plunge and do some fan interactions on um, on the tweets. <laughs> or he'll just be, or he'll have like notes prepped and he's going to be talking about the album and stuff, which is also Possibly. pretty cool. Or, or it's like pre-recorded. It's like you all listen, you all enjoy my content. I'm Bruce Dickinson. I'm off to fly a plane. But... The next song is two minutes <laughs> two. Midnight. <laughs> yeah. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, I'm, I'm probably going to be down for that if um, if a certain live event just keeps goddamn mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> the better do. The better do. Right. Um, yeah, I've got I've got one. Um, Cavalera Conspiracy Two. No ego. And basically, Mass Cavalera uh, started another band in the middle of the yeah, yeah, Soulfly yeah. album <laughs> with his son, <laughs> which is fine. It's immediately it's called "Go Ahead and Die," and it's signed to Nuclear Blast already. Where you know the current home of Soulfly and Killer Be Killed. Yeah. At, w- at what point do we call this oversaturation? <laughs> what just Max Cavalera side projects? Yeah, because oh, it's a pissed-off, brutal record. And it's like, well, you've said that for nearly 30 freaking years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when is Max Cavalera going to chill the fuck out? Does Max Cavalera have a following in the same sense of, say, other prominent frontmen? Like, um, how, should, how would I describe this? Who's in, like, let's say Miles Kennedy. Miles Kennedy of mm. multiple projects and multiple things. Let's say, mm. what's his face from Tool, who is also in a perfect circle? Yeah, no, no, Does, yeah, I mean, some people will just follow those people, right? And it's fair, like, me and Kyle Thomas, I'll listen to Exodra and Alabama Thunder Pussy. I kind of mm. get, I kind of, you know, I have a certain association with that person whereby it's, mm. it's I'll kind of follow him as a brand or them as a brand. Mm. Does Mass Cavalera have that? I'd say so. Well, because chronologically, I went from Sepultura to Soulfly, so there wasn't like a... It wasn't like Soulfly was happening at the same time as Sepultura, so you didn't really have a choice. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. But yeah, I think I think with this sort of, like, you know, sort of like brand following, it's one of these where you'd follow them. It, it, it's strong if you'd follow them if they did something different. So if Max Cavalera's new album came out, going, I've done a, I've done a, you know, a, a saxophone jazz album. Yeah. It's not it's not trumpet jazz anymore. Fine, it was saxophone jazz, like I said. So if he goes, so if it's shit. So if he goes, I'm gonna do saxophone jazz, but with some weird Brazilian shit in the background, you'd be like, Where's Max Cavalera? I'll give it a go and like him, even though it's something completely different. Whereas like Max Cavalera metal, you just listen to it anyway, don't you? So I think I think the sort of like following is if you're willing to make the jump with them. Yeah. Mm. But I don't think he is doing things as interesting as that. So it's difficult <laughs> to empathise with your position. It's not like Mike, Mike Patton's gone. Faith No More is an interesting band, and I'm doing Phantom Ass, and I'm doing all this opera shit. Talk. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's a different thing, isn't it? Mm. 
But I guess we'll, we'll find Mike out. Patton's a better yeah, Mike Patton's a better example, though, because you'd go and, if you like Faith Darmore, you'd go and listen to all those, even though they're a bit different, wouldn't you? Because mm. it's Mike Patton. So you're following the Mike Patton, so it does work with people. We'll see what it sounds like. Maybe it is like trumpet jazz or something. And then Possibly maybe this will be Max Cavalera actually carving a bit more away from the mould. Mm. Not that he's not. I think he puts out quality shit every time. It's just that mm. how many bands do you fucking need? <laughs> This is true. This is true. Yeah. I suppose it's when you want to do something slightly different, isn't it? You have to do a new band because your current band will go, oh, fucking hell, Max, this is what we do. Not if you are heading up that band. Mm. No one's telling, no one in Soulfly is telling Max to, to calm down. <laughs> true. True. You know, I think it is. You know what I think it is, actually? I bet he has different, like, slogans for each band. So with Soulfly is, oh, what do fuck you up? Boy. Yeah. I think with this one, yeah, yeah, I think this one will be something different. What exactly, I don't know. And what I can't speculate without sounding um, insensitive to Brazilians or something. I think you need to employ your investigative journalism skills on this one there and uh, have a reach out to some people and go, what is Max Cavalera's new catchphrase? Yeah, maybe just doing it in French. Yeah, perhaps that is the thing. Lay some more, lay some more nows on me. All right, I'll lay some more nows on you. I don't know if this qualifies, Jim, but this could be this could be the first shudderings of the resurrection of this week in metal tap. Oh no! Because Sepultura, Ozzy, Megadeth, Ghost, Dream Theater, and more to be featured in the DC Comics Dark Knights Death Metal series. That's all right. It's better than the Funko Pop thing, which I thought you were going to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, just reading the synopsis of it, it's like a weird DC universe. Things have gone a bit wrong, and for some reason, there's um, metal bands in it. But I think the metal bands are just on the front cover. I don't know if they like take part in the story, like they turn up and they unmask the villain, and they're like, "Oh, it was the Gardener all along." I would have got away with it if it wasn't for you, Sepultura. <laughs> that, it's gonna be interesting, isn't it? Because like, if you, if part of the appeal of this news item is like they're gonna inject these personalities into this DC universe thing, mm. how are you gonna convey Ozzy Osbourne on paper when um, he can be adequately he can be adequately sort of like personified through either that gif of him getting out of the car going rock and roll or yeah. him murmuring and not being able to enunciate anything because <laughs> he's from Birmingham. This is true. I think what they should do is just take um, all images of Ozzy from Little Nicky and then draw him into the comic where it's just him and his permanent sort of like hands up ah, face and then yeah that's just Ozzy and he, his legs don't move he just shifts in each scene like that <laughs> maybe they're trying to bring edginess to metal and they're just going to have every every band that's paired into this project mm. to be dancing on the stairs like the Joker in that Joker film yeah 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 or Ozzy's going to bite the head off of Batman and that's why he's in the series <laughs> Yeah, and everyone's protesting against superheroes like in Watchmen, so Max is there to refuse and resist. <laughs> Ghost are just there to camp things up for a bit of comic relief. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we're in the comic strip, hop on! I know, Anthrax are doing a comic, aren't they? They're doing like an Among oh. the Living comic. All right, right. Cool. This, but that, that's probably the reason I stopped doing Metal Attack, because every week it was Anthrax. <laughs> I was getting fucking True. sick of it. True. How can you get sick of Anthrax? I can't. I, I can't get sick of Anthrax. I can very much get sick of the fucking tat and their shit. Some the deodorant and fucking 
soaps and bin liners and all that shit. <laughs> what would a bin like? What would an anthrax bin liner be called? Oh god. Um, um, bin the noise. Silence, bin the noise. Yeah, silence until yeah. Bin the noise. Silence until we think of it. Hmm. All right, hit with some news, Jim. It's got some more news. Um. I haven't got any more news. You know, I've all, the only thing I've got is Metal Archive's upcoming releases for this week. I thought this might be a a, a decent enough regular feature on my part. All right. Um, because we're kind of like, we always try to find something, don't we? And we're like, oh, this sounds good, blah, 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 blah. This should be coming out soon, blah, blah, blah. And then I thought, why not just go into Metal Archive's, look at un- upcoming albums, and then just sort of say which ones look compelling and mm. get the funniest names out there. Mm. Um, Goat Fetus. Oh, no, that's just a single. What's the first... Um, full length rage of devils raw black metal black and raw let's see what this is let's just get let's just take a fucking let's have a little, little bit of a raunt through a, a jaunt through this okay kentucky raw black metal black and roll everything they've done is as of last year mm. uh, it's a one oh it's a one-man black and roll project like hell ripper nice would you believe it nice good for him uh da, 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 da. Altar of profanation. Obviously, it's meant to be profanity, mm. but profanation is there? Is that a word? Best <laughs> to think it is. <laughs> I'm, I meant I'm saying it right, but never fucking. Impale Nazarene got an album out. Ooh, I do like a bit of Impale Nazarene. I've only heard one album. Um, I think it might have been Rapture or something like that, but I really liked it. I think it was because Alexi yeah. Leo was on end when I was going through a massive bottom phase like years ago. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, well, if you want peace, prepare for war. That's the album. That's good. Um, no, that's the bottom song. Uh, the Impaled Nazarene album is Absence of War Does Not Mean Peace. Oh, sorry, that's it. 2001. But they've got a new one coming out this week called uh, Suomi Finland Per Kelly. Yeah, Suomi Finland. Yeah, that's um, an old... That's an old EP, that is. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it's not new. It's a re-release EP, that is. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, so... Oh, oh yeah, from 2000... Yeah, 2001. Sorry, it's a... No, it's an album, yeah, with some... There's covers on it and stuff like that, but it's their... Um... Yeah. Fair enough. It's their web finish and being finishes there. It's also good. Um, Archspire. I've heard of them. Yeah. Have you heard of them? I have not. Technical death metal. Yeah. Uh, they're coming um, out with Rel- Relentless Mutation, Technical Death Metal. Mm-hmm. In case you've heard of them. I have not heard of them, but I might I might have a listen now when I've stopped going, oh, keep on forgetting Impaled Nazarene or a thing. Yeah. Um, Doom slash Stone of Metal, Heave Blood and Die. <laughs> like that. Uh, um, we've all been there and done that. Yeah, man. Uh, album's called Post People, as in post, as in past after people, not yeah, not yeah, yeah, po- yeah. the postman. <laughs> and that was something about the postman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else we got? Shiggy Shiggy Eternal Fortification, The Fortress of a Beauty Beyond This World. That sounds fucking metal, doesn't it? Experimental mm-hmm. funeral doom, death metal, dark ambient noise art. Uh, okay, but lyrical themes are ancient Egypt, aliens, and sci fi. They're from like Pennsylvania, that. so fair enough. And they've come we out like with that. four full length albums in the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Now, does, this, does this mean they're good? Or? No, it doesn't mean they're good at all, but 
Oh, I'll tell you what though, the, um, <laughs> the for this new album, the co- the cover is like a is like a oh, what's the, the color f- scheme I'm talking about? It's like a, you know when you invert colors on a picture. Yeah. It's like that, but imagine like Saturn, yeah, Saturn with its rings, yeah. Except yeah, it's not Saturn; it's a skull. It's pretty metal. <laughs> metal. Uh, ancient city of the gods. That's quite. That's quite metal. It's just like a city on fire. Species of the past. Yeah. I might, if I was if I was more into like funeral doom, I'd be like jumping on this. But I might mm. check it out based on the, the cover now. Mm-hmm. Except of a new album out with a very very bad cover. Oh yeah, you love Accept, yeah. don't you? I like balls to the wall as much as the next man, but that's about it, right? <laughs> oh, great. We've got a, um, as a, a Tolkien-themed um, black metal band called Keys of Orthanc. Keys of Orthanc. Like Keys of Orthanc. Of good? the lineage of key... Uh, the, sorry, sorry, of the lineage of kings. Mm-hmm. I think it's good as Fenwalker, though. I've been well, going no, the, the dungeon set. Shit, what was that one that was sort of Wacken, which was just... They had a, a song called Gollum's Lament. Oh. And it was for about ten minutes, and that was Gollum's lament. Fuck, what's it called? You're asking, you're asking me about back in there. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, there's still loads of stuff coming out, but those are the only ones that jumped out at me. Yeah, nothing else that's interesting. Oh, New Copper Clan, apart mm. from that. That's like the biggest one. Yeah. Do we, we mention that the other week? We mentioned it every time they had a video out, and it's just like, are they filming this in the same woods, or are they <laughs> wasting money going into different forests and fel- essentially film the same video? Possibly. For four different Possibly. songs. Sounds like some of the doodum. Yeah. Fair enough, though. Mm-hmm. I, need to, I need to catch up on Copper Clan, because I, I think I fell off them in about... When, when vodka came out not nothing to do not vodka's fault but it was just like i think it was like i'm gonna call it the decade in which jim tried to make himself professional at something oh, yeah, the, 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 no it was like the 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 decade of self-actualization this the decade of middle-class actualization where i spent most of my trying time trying to get laid and 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 not listening to as much metal Oh, dare you, sir. Trying, trying, trying to do different things. And on that on that note, I kind of like lifted my head from, I had my, my, my head was not to the floor, or my ear was not to the floor in terms of uh, what was happening. So I fell off with Corpu then. Oddly enough, not Fintroll or Maiden, though. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Just some of those like more like peripheral things that we went out and got shit-faced to, I kind of just didn't <clears> listen to for about you know nine or ten years. Oh, I didn't keep up with. Anyway, anyway, give me more news because that's that's kind of all the stuff that's coming out in the next week. That's it for news for me, man. It's it's been two poor news weeks. Now. Wait, hang on. There's a band called Terradome that's coming out with an album called Straight Out of uh, Smog Town. Oh, that sounds bad, back, sir. Oh, fuck yes. It's okay. So it's a Polish band. Terradome. It is thrash metal crossover. And pretty much the front cover is like lifted straight out of like a Fallout quest. Hold on, let me send it to you. So my 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 <laughs> verdict here is yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that is straight out of Fallout because that's a stim pack, isn't it? Come on, that's a stim pack. <laughs> that's so a stim pack. 
<laughs> right, lay, lay it on some more news. Like I said, that's it for news, man. That's all we got. That's well, it's we been got. slow, on it? it? The thing is, man, we have to wade through all fucking comments about Eddie Van Halen, don't we? Yeah, slow, slow, slow news week. Yep, yep, yep. All right, lay, lay me on with the feature. Give me the opening gambit. Right, so the opening gambit is what, what we're going to discuss is the... Is it, is it the, the morality of writing a cynical song? So I'll start you off with a with a non non metal example because I think okay. it's it's the best example to illustrate the point. But then we can relate it to rock and metal stuff. So the example is is the song "Born This Way" by Lady Gaga, which is talking about you know everyone's born the way they're born and that's okay and that's fine and everything. So I think that Lady Gaga very cynically went, "How can I have money for life?" And she's gone. I'll write a song that they will play in every. Are you are you, are you banging your world. are you banging your table while you do this? Yes. Is this and how you pontificate? Is this how you yeah, establish a rhythm to what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. I've been studying rhetoric. Lady again, fucking but, yeah. Gaga. Lady My fucking Gaga. Song. But saying this song, so it's a song about you know accepting the way you are and everything's fine and you're brilliant yeah. and stuff. And she's got a big gay following as well, and they're all like big bangy you know euro trash anthem sort of thing so yeah she's she's gone this song is going to be played in every gay club across the world non-stop which will mean i'll be getting violated every weekend for the rest of my life and she's done it and i think instead of just going oh writing a song that's happened she's planned for it to happen so wrote it in such a way so i'm thinking he's like number one is that right to do that and number two what examples are there and i don't mean is it right to write a gay anthem but is it right to cynically sit down and go i a song that's going to make me money for the rest of my life. I have another non-metal example, and I tried to make this yeah. uh, point to my missus. Um, Pink, mm. when she split with her husband, she had like that big. Uh, so what? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was true. sort of like it felt that's like it was true. written. Yeah, but it, was, it felt like it was written by the tabloids, and for me, it kind of dilutes it and makes it shit. Mm. Well, it did have her ex-husband in the video as well, so it couldn't have been that bad of a breakup. Well, this is this what makes it even more cynical, doesn't it? Yeah. So for me, it, it kind of really brought me out of the moment. It tried to pay, it, it felt like it was written by committee, by people mm. who were trying to make a point in the same yeah. way as Born This Way, possibly. Yeah. So metal examples I've got of this is, I reckon Soil did it with Halo. They went, let's write a metal floor filler because we, we can't write any other song because what is that song actually about? Nothing. So absolutely mm. nothing. You listen to the lyrics, they don't make any sense whatsoever, but it gets everybody up dancing because it's got that riff, and you know, yeah. it's good to sing along to. So I think that was a cynical thing because they knew they only had one good in them, so they made a good one that would get played every weekend at every metal club across the world because it does. Does it have to make sense, though? Because Dragon Force leaned into that by just saying, right, okay, smashing boundaries, flames, fire, fighting, and that's the kind of, yeah. the, the voice is used as an instrument in, in Dragon Force. Yeah. And, and yeah, with, with Soil, it's like more of a rhythmic device. So it is yeah, that but, cynical. No, but Dragon Force aren't trying to write a song to fill every metal club every weekend so they get lots True. of cash for it. They're just trying to write songs because they are nerds and they go, fellow nerds, buy our albums. And oh, yes. look, we can play guitar really fast. As, as Gitter said, they elevated the genre as opposed to Soil, yeah. which elevated everyone's fucking yeah. appetite for booze and dancing on a, in the middle of a shit pub. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. No, that's a good one. Um, mm. Do you have um, any other, more examples? Because I'm, try, I'm trying to, I've got, I've had some thoughts, but they're all like songs that were written for films and stuff. And it's like, well, that's not quite what you're getting at. 
that's not Clyde. But then there's um, Crazy Bitch by Buck Jerry as well. It's like, yes. I don't know another Buck Jerry song. But have they written a song where they go, every single lass will dance to this song because every single metal lass thinks she's a crazy bitch at some point in her life. Yeah, yeah, lit up similar. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a party hard in there. I know Andrew WK has got his own philosophy, but he came out of nowhere, didn't he? It's not as if he was playing like party hard in little clubs. Sort of thing. Andrew WK just exploded with party hard. And then it's like, hey, Andrew WK is a thing. Definitely not. Definitely Ooh. not cynical. Simply because, like, if you've heard of even his new album, it's like, it's all about, he's basically trying to create a, a social philosophy around partying. Yeah. You, you're not going to get that with, like, Bonus Way. You, as I say, Bonus Way is one fucking, it's, it's, it's one commercial cum shot from one artist to keep the revenue stream going. <laughs> Whereas Andrew WK is banging the same belt. It's like saying Slayer, like, found, mm. a, found a niche and, and then exploited it um, for cynical mm. game. When it's not the case, they just found a lane and stuck with it. So I don't. Yeah. I disagree with Andrew DK was was a cynical. Um, okay, okay. And he's got a new one coming out this is year. That a new new one coming out. Yes. Oh, we should have mentioned Eval's got a new song coming out tomorrow as well. Hey, we won't listen to it as usual. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I I need to think. I need to think because I was just thinking <laughs> of songs which like you're thinking of all Nickelback stuff as well, aren't you? I think no, Rockstar was an accidental cynical. I think it had yeah. the same effect as a cynical song, but it yeah. wasn't done for that reason. Yeah, it's just it's just this sit down like it's like on Peep Show where they said everybody needs their something stupid dirt there. But you know, in a way that's you know, that's one good song, but this is going more it's like what like little what like little thing can I exploit and then sort of you know, it'll be played all the time and that's how I am. What about um Shit, what's it called? Right, the key example here is Kiss. Um, I was made mm. for loving you. Yeah, it was made yeah. in the disco era as a, and it was written, yeah. co-written by a disco person. Yeah, and, it, um, and it's very discoy when you think about it. And, uh, similar with uh, the Rolling Stones, uh, Rolling Stones. That do 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 I can't remember what it's called though. We don't talk anymore. Or is that just a chorus to? Um, yeah, no, it's what you mean. I'm going to Google Rolling Stones Disco, and if it doesn't, if it comes up with the one I'm thinking of, then I'm right. Uh, miss you, that's it. Miss you, right? Okay, I know what you mean. Now it's going to mm. my head now, but I guess that's one example, isn't it? Like ones yeah. that. Um, uh, in a response to a thing, like a, a the zeitgeist at the time, I guess is a shh, a really inarticulate way yeah. of saying it. Um, yeah, I think I think it goes deeper, and I think you've got to differentiate between what it wonders because, yeah, it it could be that it's just you know they've just gone, oh, I want to write a song about, about this, but then there's just part of it that thinks, no, they've sat down and gone, can we work out the formula to do this, and we'll, if we get it right, it's going to be so fucking right. Yes. I'm mm. thinking back to like post 2005, kind of like um, emo sort of post pop punk kind yeah. of phase. Is there anything yeah. that we can sort of like, is there, any, is there anything in there which was written cynically? I don't, I, I keep wanting to say Green Day, but <laughs> it's, the Green Day sort of like went off the rails and just went, all right, yeah. we're going to do, do Rockbilly throwback songs and it's going to be boring as fuck and it's going to alienate mm. everyone. That's not cynical. That's the opposite no. of cynical, I think. No, I think 
I think you're in da- with this. Any any time you put "we" in your song title, that's when you're in danger of it. It's like, look, look, look. You are you are part of the band. We're all in this together. Yeah, listen to our song. Play it all the time. Yeah. Oh, we are the five by Trivium. Yeah, that, that that's been floating around there, but <clears throat> but then is that written sort of like innocently in a way because you don't you don't hear it played a lot and quite a lot. Of yeah, the songs, true. They do it. Songs. It's, it's just for. I think that was like for a laugh. That one. Yeah, but it's you know what I mean. It's like the ones I'm talking about. They're sort of like constant ones that are guaranteed to get played at every metal club. And is it because they've got a good groove to them? But once again, have people written it because they know it's going to get played all the well, time? Let's 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 analyze this from the end of that song's life cycle, which is when it's played in the thing to generate the revenue, right? So yeah. let's think of like nights out in, in in metal clubs. What songs are usually played? So you mentioned Soil. Uh, yeah. Rock stars sometimes uh, by Nickelback, sometimes. but I, I think down, we've, we've down already with down with the sickness. Down with the sickness. Yeah, Dragula uh, by Rob Zombie always gets trotted out, don't it? Yeah, but these are like Dragula's not. These are like the archetypical songs of a particular style which these people heralded. Mm. Mm. See, this is what I mean. This is where the difficulty comes in. Saying, is it before I forget by Slipknot? Mm. Once again, I'd say that's not. It's it's not trying to evoke wearing this together, play it all the time sort of uh, thing, is it? So before I forget this, once again, that's it's just, the closest like, the thing they've groups. done to like. It's the closest thing they've done to like an accessible party song, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah accessible party songs are fine because they're written to be accessible party songs. It's not. <clears throat> let's sit down and crack this equation. This is such a good question, and I can't believe how how much we're struggling to like find them because <laughs> it's such a good point. Uh, <laughs> I think it's because I pulled it out of my ass last night. So we might want yeah. to have this is the start of it. And then if we go away and if we go away and have a proper, proper think about it, maybe, you know, listen to some music and stuff. We'll keep coming back with it. Like at the start of every week, we'll be like, ah, oh, by the way, I found this cynical song. Um, <laughs> fuck. It'd be better if we were allowed to go to metal clubs and then we could sit there all night going, mm-hmm. is this cynical or not? <laughs> um, Smooth Criminal but- by Alien Ant Farm. No. Mm. That's just fun. Mm. Yeah. I guess the feeling it needs to evoke is you leaving the dance floor at our age when you hear a certain song, you go, for fuck's sake, this one again. Mm. Yeah. But the, but like I said, I think the key element is it's got to have the thing that gets people up dancing, but then it's also got to have the us against the world vibe to it or some sort of thing. People try and make down with the sickness like that, but I don't think down with the sickness was written to be that i think you're putting it too much in a box i think you could write a song cynically it doesn't have to be a we versus them thing i think you're right in saying painting it with that brush because i think a Mm. lot of them do bear that not all though yeah Uh, it's the equivalent of a christmas song but a christmas song that can be played all year is what I'm getting at because Christmas songs are not Christmas songs are only written to generate money at one time a year and every band that does them does it because they want a payday every fucking year that's why they do it um, alright I'm going to say a name here and it's Corey Taylor <laughs> <laughs> has he been stopped yet? And, uh, <laughs> I don't believe it well the pandemic stopped him didn't it? Um, oh, we need to work out of it stopping Corey Taylor so he did a Christmas song hmm and that yeah, that didn't feel like it was fun. Nor did it feel like. I think I think it was 
the entire premise of the song was he's a grumpy bastard at Christmas. And it's like, oh, okay. So there's the, the Corey Taylor cult, which will <laughs> appeal to. Mm-hmm. And then maybe it's trying to, maybe it's trying to grab the people who identify with being grumpy at Christmas. It, yeah, feels, like we're in this, it feels like a cynical one to me, but that's because I, I take issue with like the Corey Taylor cult. And as I've, yeah. as I've stressed and as I've as I articulated over the time on this podcast, no issue with him. He can mm. do what he wants. It's the cult that's all mm. like, it's, it's, it's the, he's the Messiah. No, I'm not. It's that. <laughs> but he did a Christmas song and I feel that might be a little bit of a cynical one. In a way, yeah, but I'm, I'm using that as like an example because there's going to be no metal bands that will get their song on a Christmas album. And why you write a Christmas song is to get it on a Christmas album. So even if you retire every year, it'll get put on some trashy three, you know, 48 best Christmas songs in the world compilation. You get your song on that, you get money every year. Yeah. yeah. So if we're articulating it and saying it's, it's a cash grab cynical song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If we if we go down that lane, I'm sure there's something we can find here. Um, but again, I keep sort of gravitating towards film soundtracks. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they are cynical cash grabs because they have nothing to do. What was I watching the other day? Where, oh god, what film was it now? Like, oh, it was some film where it was it was nothing to do with rock or metal, but it was like a doing a song for the end credits that featured nowhere in the film nowhere were Khan mentioned nowhere was it like you know was it Word Up? no 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 I can't remember what it was but yeah it was just on an end of like why, why does this even exist what is the point of this and it's like that song has just been created so they can make a video to promote the film so that is mm. a cynical cash grab song yeah it's a shame you can't think of what it is <laughs> mm. yeah I've got a, um, I have like a live example right there was yeah. this, when when sort of like YouTube was not in its infancy, but it was sort of like before it, it developed into the powerhouse it is, and you could find absolutely anything. <laughs> I, I'm serious. Like there was, there was a time where the, at the start where you couldn't really find a lot of live footage of bands, and then there's now where you mm. find every gig. But there was that mm. middle bit where there wasn't a lot of all bands, right? Mm. So in this particular period, there was uh, one from Weezer, and I think in about mm. 2010 they did an uh, a Lynx sponsored gig with uh, mm. I think Michael Romance. And the Weezer mm. set was filmed, pro shot, really good. Um, Hurley from Lost comes out to sing a song. It's all really good fun. But there's a bit mm. right in the middle where Rivers goes, you know what I need? Some X body spray. And he gets it out and starts <laughs> spraying it on the stage. And it's awful. So that's not a cynical song. That's a cynical gig. It's a cynical gig. So it's... <laughs> There's not a very good starting point, but it's a good, I guess, a peripheral. Um, uh, it's, a good, it's just an anecdotal thing on the side, in the same uh, vein, I guess. Um, uh, right. Okay. This, How about this? Is- Hail to the King by Avenged Sevenfold. Hot off the Game of Thrones craze. <sighs> it's a possibility. Because it is, it is a tune that is very different from what the. In a way, it's very different from what they've done. It's way yes. more accessible than some of the stuff. It's a good fucking song. I, I, I really like that song. So, hmm, could be. I think we need to move this over next week as well and think of other examples. But what I'm getting at is, it's one of these where it's like I have no problems with a band being cynical if that's what they, um, if that's what they have set out to do, and they know exactly what. 
we're doing. They'll go, yeah, we just want the right slot for this so we can, you know, sell albums and shit like that. Cool. It's like um, our our mutual friend who makes his own music, who I'm not going to mention by name because I don't know if he wants his getting out, but our mutual friend who makes music who goes, yeah, I need some cash. I'm just going to bash out a uh, side trance uh, LC with three days and then you should go off and make a, make a set and get paid like 500 quid for DJ. <laughs> this is like proper cynical. He goes, yeah, I'm just need for the cash. There's no artistry in this. He goes, I know what the fucking punters want. I bash that together. Use my name to get it out there. <laughs> we send some cash. <laughs> Yeah, maybe he's one. Maybe he's one we should ask about this. <laughs> because for all his like weird niches like Psytrance and that, he's actually quite knowledgeable on like mu- like history of music and stuff like that. So yeah. he'd have a good perspective on this. Yeah, he'd have his desk going, You've never been a starving musician, bro. You don't know what the fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a possibility. I'd say it's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to? Should we? Should we table this for now, knowing that this is now like a mission? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll do this. We'll see where this goes. Cool. Cool. Right. So um, I have things to do. So I think we should just wrap this one up, make it a nice little, nice little quick one, due to the lack of news. I think we've um, we've gone on for long enough, as far as I'm yeah, fucking concerned. Yeah. Is there so, anything? So, anything that you've been playing the fuck out? Or um, I went out for a. I pulled a five k run out of my ass the other day. Oh, how was it? 32 minutes and now my knees are fucked. I've been deliberately running slow recently because I usually like, keep a 10 minute mile pace. That's like me sort of average. Yeah. And now I've deliberately gone there, uh, slow it down to seven and just like yeah. build up from there. And that seems to be working out nicely for me. Yeah, I think I need to widen my stride. Um, I've done that. I've discovered a new uh, online series that I really want to sit down and have a good go because it seems like my, uh, my big fat cup of fucking tea. Yeah. Um, it's one on Amazon called Comrade Detective. Right. And what it is, it's uh, very sort of, it's all intentional, but it's builders. Channing Tatum's been on a quest to discover this Romanian detective series from the 1980s. And he's like got hold of it. But what you see is the result of him getting hold of it and uh, put it and putting the actual translations of the voice on it. But what it right. is, is it's like the series is actually made for the dialogue that goes with it, even though their mouths aren't moving to it and what have you. Right, okay. Yeah, okay, so it's like that. But they've got like all these like unknown Eastern European actors to play like all the detectives and stuff. And it's um, Channing Tatum, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and uh, Nick Offerman is like the three main main guys in it. But it's all very sort of like what we'd think an 80s Romanian cop show is, where it's like, God damn it, you're bringing this Western filth into our country. We don't want that. We're all good communists here. <laughs> you want us to turn out like the US and be decadent? No, comrade, that's not how we do things in Bucharest. <laughs> And it's got like crappy 80s explosions in there and you know of the top stuff and yeah it's it's it's, it's definitely me it's definitely me so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna enjoy doing that and um i think i'm almost finished on the uh, mad max p playstation 4 game which is awesome if you haven't played it yeah yeah i'll give it Good a game. game it's built on the same sorry go on. it's built on the same engine as the arkham games and the um Middle Earth Shadow of games as well, so it's right. all the chaining combos together, but it's like really simple combos and stuff. But you get to fit out a big car with a rocket launcher on it, and it's cool. Sounds up your street. It's, it's brilliant. <laughs> I it follows it as a matter of yeah. because the live um, events. Um, because of live event. Um, I did the Headbangers Brew last week with the Pump Room guys. Mm. How did that go? 
Really good. Yeah. It's really, it really is just an excuse for us to just have some beers and chat shit. Yeah. Little really tips nice we were drinking. Uh, me and the woman discovered at the weekend, if you want to get really drunk really quick and have a banging hangover the next day, mix together Bacardi, Hungarian 60% tea liqueur, and orange tonic. If you mix that together, you have a banging headache the next day. That sounds awful. Why would I want to do that? <laughs> it, was really, it was really fucking nice. We thought it'd be awful, but it was actually fucking gorgeous. We had it way too quick, and that's why we ended up there. Right. Bit, bit worse for wear. No, fair enough. Well, um, yeah. as I said in, in housekeeping, Roadrunner Part 1 is in, in pre-production. It should be out by next week mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. the week after, depending on Good how show. long. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Cool. But um, that'll be part you know, part one of, I think, three or four, probably four. Cool. But taking on my life. I look, is, I, look is. Forward to, I look forward to it. I need your help on the second one. All right, cool. I need to actually record something with me. All right, yes, we can do that. Yeah, schedule it. All right, that's all I've been. That's all I've been doing the fuck of. Cool, cool. So when you're done, we'll say that's blessed and there. That's blessed and there. I'm catching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you uh, <laughs>